This is Andy Puroa for Boxing Social in association with Betfred. And I'm delighted to be joined by David Price over Zoom. Dave, first and foremost, how are you doing? Good, thanks, Andy. You okay, mate? I'm good, mate. I'm good. It's always good to hear, to hear from you and to speak to you, mate. Um, it's been a couple of months since we last spoke. You know, how have you found everything recently? All good, to be honest. Just back, back to normal, pretty much, isn't it? Apart from... Um... Apart from the mass gatherings, but everything seems to be back to normal. The roads are busy again. People are back out and about working, and and life life has to go on, doesn't it? We've got to keep keep moving on. And um, I'm I'm just happy it's back to normal. The kids go back to school in a couple of weeks as well, which is which is the final, um, you know, the final one for us to to complete normality. Apart from being able to go to the match again, uh, the gyms are back open. So yeah, all good, all good. How much of a relief has it been for yourself to kind of see things getting back to normal and knowing your kids can go back to school in a few weeks as well? Yeah, a big relief to be honest. But you just you just take things in your stride, don't you? You've got to at first when the lockdown happened and all that. It was it was like a big, it was like a big change and a bit of an, um, a bit a bit of a reality check, wasn't it? But then you just learn to adapt, and it becomes normal to you. Um, and then it's gradually eased back to normality again. So it's a it, it's a relief, though. It is a relief because the kids, for the kids more than anything, they they don't realise they're missing normal normal life and school life. They they think they've they've cracked it. It's great we're off school, but they don't know what they're missing. You know, it's an hour, it's an hour cliche, but your school days are the best days of your life. The early day, the early are you spending all day every day with your mates, having a laugh, learning and all that. And you think it's bad until you have to go into the real world, don't you? And and, and work for a living type of thing. So they, they can get their asses back into school ASAP. <laughs> um, obviously, David, we know that heavyweight boxing or like headlining, you know, big heavyweight boxing is returning this coming weekend with regards to you know Dillian White versus Alexander Povetkin. One of the main reasons we're catching up today. But before we come on to kind of that, just to stick with yourself, last time we spoke, you said that for you to get back into the ring, you'd need to be something worthwhile, something to get your teeth into. Have you had any updates since? Have you had any kind of talks or anything? I haven't heard a thing, and I don't. I don't expect to hear anything until till fans are allowed back in venues early, and and everything's back to normal. Because as far as the behind closed doors are concerned, I think they're reserved for fighters who are on the cusp of something big, like Dillian White, who needs to keep busy, and he's he's in the he's in the frame for a fight with uh, Tyson Fury or Deontay Wilder or whatever. So. It's important that he is still out there and keeping busy and active. And it's also reserved for up-and-coming unbeaten fighters who, who are trying to build their careers and, and build a record. So I'm not expecting to hear anything until there's, there's a, a decent-sized show that fans can go to. So as it stands, I'm not really thinking about actually fighting. I'm just... Um, I am back in the gym, though. I am back in... in a gym, not no, I haven't thrown a punch, um, but I'm 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 just back in for 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 me lifestyle type of thing. So I haven't heard anything. No. 
you, you mentioned last time, you know, somebody like a Lucas Brown, you know, he previously, you know, he had some comments uh, around that, that when he fought Dave Allen, both of them saying they'd like to face you, uh, whoever was successful. And you said that you'd be open to that Lucas Brown fight. Did anything kind of come of that? Because I know Lucas saw, you know, our part of our interview. Um, mm. Did anything come of that further? No, not on, we, we were, we were messaging each other before. Um, when was this? I think it was just after Christmas. Um, and he said, is this talk of a fight between me and you? Real type of thing. And I said, yeah, I'm definitely interested and let, let's try and try and do something. Um, but then obviously all this has happened, but that's still something that, um, yeah, definitely still interests me, that, that fight. So, look, uh, it, it all depends what my mentality is like when I start back in the gym and start punch, throwing punches again. Because, like I said last time, the longer you go without doing something when you've been doing it for, for, for so long, you kind of forget what you, you're actually capable of. So, it's like, it's like when Tyson Fury got himself out of shape and out of weight. You could, you could see in his demeanour that uh, the same, he weren't the same man confidence-wise, but then when he started getting in shape and that, the old Tyson Fury was coming back, that he that had, had that unbelievable belief and confidence in himself because if you, if, you, if you use it or lose it type of thing, when you start using it again, you start feeling good and you just think, oh, actually, I forgot how good I actually am at this. And so, you know... I could get back in the gym and start feeling great and think, fuck it, you know, get, get whoever on the phone and, I, and I'll take the fight. We'll see. Um, I change my mind daily, though. Some days I feel like just hanging them up. And then other days I think, you know what, I could, I could have another couple of fights here in me where I can maximise me, me earnings potential out of the sport and then get out. It just depends. It just depends how I feel. But, but the, the, the real... The real um, answer will be when I'm when I'm three four weeks into a, into a hard training camp, then I'll know. When you're watching a boxing's return and you're seeing the shows on now, I know it's all behind closed doors and it's kind of it's alien to everyone except for those who are actually there. Is it giving you any hunger though? Is it giving you a further push to want to get back into the ring? That isn't no, but that really the behind closed door thing isn't really. Um, Excite me much. It's it's the big it's the big fight nights you have to, you know. That my last few fights have been been really lucky. Really, I've been on the big pay per view shows apart from the one in Liverpool, but that was at home as well. So it's had that big fight feeling. Um, so I've been on on big shows and I've been the big events. Everything about them's everything about them's big and um, the behind closed door one. It hasn't really. It hasn't really. Uh, done much for me to, to, to go, oh, I can't wait to get back in the ring, but there hasn't been any heavyweight fights on. That's the thing with, with me personally. I don't really follow boxing beyond my own weight or even know someone who's actually fighting personally. I don't really take, take the time to sit and watch fights unless the super fights as well, you know, like your Canelo's and things like that. Um, and, and I've never really been any any different. So I think I'll watch it. I'll probably watch it the weekend, and and I've got a keen eye on it at the weekend because um, obviously 
uh, an old Dillian and, and like Dillian and uh, known him a long time. And obviously Pavekin, Pavekin knocked me out and he's always someone I've followed and been interested in because he was in the amateurs at the same time as me and he was the daddy. So I'll be watching that with a keen eye and I'll probably get, get a bit of an, um, a buzz watching that. Let's obviously come on to that fight. What Pavekin, Pavekin, a former opponent of yours, as you've mentioned. I'm seeing a lot of people over social media, they're kind of writing him off saying he won't pose as much of a threat now because he's coming towards those twilight years or he's in those twilight years and he's kind of past it. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I would agree. Definitely, you know, he's the wrong side of 40, isn't he now? Um, but Pavekin's always... If you look at Pavekin's fights over the years, he, he's been in fights where he looks he looks like he's about to, you know, fall apart in some fights. He's got that look about him. He, his hair looks scruffy. He looks tired in the mid rounds, but he grinds it out. Um, when I say his hair looks scruffy, you know, it it makes you it can make you look a little bit, you know, more more tired or beat up and whatever than you actually are. You look, have you, have you seen the uh, the film about the Bears old Duran with Robert De Niro and Andrea Shelves as trainer and he used to comb his hair. Yeah. At the beginning of the round, he'd comb his hair back so we'd go out and the opponent would see him looking fresh. Pavekin doesn't really look fresh throughout the fight but he, he manages to, to get through some difficult stages. I think Klitschko had him on the floor five times. No, or four times. No, Vladimir Klitschko, who's had anyone on the floor, apart from Anthony Joshua, tends to finish the fight, never mind four times, but Pavekin's got this this steely grit and determination about him. And the Michael Hunter fight was one for me where I thought, if, if he's going to lose, he, if there's anyone who's going to beat Pavekin at this stage, it'll be Michael Hunter because style-wise, he's got that speed. He's a cruiserweight, really, Michael Hunter. So he's got speed and he's technically sound. And I thought his speed would cause Pavekin problems. And again, he caught Pavekin and he looked at it, but he ground it out. So it's not going to be an easy night for Dillian White, without a doubt. It won't be an easy night's work, but I do think Pavekin is the wrong, the wrong side of 14. Dillian's improving all the time and he, he's still fresh. So I think it's the right fight for Dillian. What should we expect to see in that fight then? How do you expect it to play out? I don't, I don't think it's it's going to be like an all-out slugfest. I think I think Dillian White would be wrong to, to think going and just try and trade with Pavekin because he's got a good jab, he's got a great jab, Dillian. It's a it's a it's a, a long, accurate jab, and I think his jab's gonna be the key. Um because he can control Pavekin with that jab. Pavekin Pavekin has got that left hook, he whips the right hand over the top. The thing is with Pavekin, he he's got good feet. He's got good feet and good judgment of uh, distance. So if he, he he'll land a jab on him, Dillian, but you don't very rarely see people land a straight right hand on Pavekin because he, he'll see it coming. You know, especially especially off the jab. As soon as the jab is thrown, if the jab lands, he'll take that little half half a step back and he, he's out of range then. And that comes from his amateur schooling. 
He was a world European and Olympic champion. So he's got he's got really good feet. He'll try and creep in and let his own shots go, but he's ready to he's ready to escape a, a, a lot of the time. But he can be hurt. And if you look at Pavekin's fights, the majority of the time he's been hurt or stunned, it's come off a left hook. Now, for whatever reason, I don't know, maybe that his trunk is maybe a little bit square, so his, his right hand isn't tight against his, his, uh, his head there. He, he holds his hands like slightly in front as he's creeping in. So, Dillian White's left hook is brutal. And and it's got better and better. So, but you what what he doesn't want to do is is go into a trade off for the left hook because then it's a lottery. Now he's the man with more to lose in this fight, isn't he? he? He's in a position where if he was to lose, you know, he'd lose his shot and everything else. But it, this is no, this is not a uh, new to Dillian because he's been in the position for that long and took on Joseph Parker, Lucas Brown, Oscar Rivas. Even his last fight against Marius Wach as a, as a, a warm-up fight, you know, they're, 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 they're trick, that's a tricky fight even. So he, he, he's happy to just get in and face top contenders. And, and so this is not a new, but I think his jab's going to be the key. And, and, and patience, and he's got that. Because the Chisora fight, the second Chisora fight, was a fight where Dillian showed great patience just using his jab, using his jab. Derek was was going all guns blazing and he just waited and waited and waited and when he seen the chance he took it. So it's 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 an interesting fight. Dillian's brought in a man who you'll know uh, well, Dave Caldwell into his corner for this this camp. Not for this camp, sorry, for this fight. What do you make of that and the decision to do so? Yeah, I think it's a good move because I think I think the lad he's got in who's who's took the training camp for him. Um not I'm not sure he's got experience at that level. Um and Dave Colwell's got it in abundance. So it's although although he he won't be actually up top in the corner with Dylan, he will be in the corner and his experience is, is invaluable really because he has got he must be one of the most experienced trainers in the country now, Dave. You know, he, he over the years he, he's took an iron road to Mexico, he's had Bellew winning world titles. He, he's done he's done a hell of a lot of with Adam Bood as well in the big fight. So it's a it's a good move really when you think about it. A really good move. Um I'm not sure what Dillian's training situation is. He left Mark Tibbs, didn't he? And brought this other fella in. But I think I think a lot of a lot of Dillian's training seems to be centered on on his conditioning and, and his fitness. Even though he is improving technically, um, but as long as someone's in the corner to just keep things calm, and if there's a bit of a crisis, to know what to do, I think uh, it's a good move getting getting Caldwell in. The WBC confirmed as well that Dillian will face the winner of a Walder Fury trilogy uh, next before a bout with AJ for an undisputed title clash. Is that the right move for you, or, or is it just a matter of you just rather see that undisputed title bout? Take precedence effectively. Um, I, 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 no, I, I, from as as a fighter, it's the right for me. It's the right move for for the boxing fan. It, it's they want to see the undisputed, but that that's always going to be there. 
that's always going to be there. Uh, whether it's Dylan White fighting any Joshua for the undisputed or Tyson Fury, whether it's WBC champion, we all, we all want to see Tyson Fury versus Joshua. But again, it's going to be there whether whether one of them loses or not. Or so it's it's just about what's right and and. What's right from a sporting sense is that Dillian White gets his, his shot at the WBC title without a doubt. Another heavyweight fight which happens next weekend, Daniel Dubois versus Ricardo Schneiders. If Daniel comes through that, he faces Joe Joyce, or at least that bout's lined up. Provided that does go ahead, David, how do you think the bout between Daniel and Joe Joyce will play out? It's it's a, it's an interesting one. I'm looking forward to this fight more than any other heavyweight fight that, that I know of at the minute because it's they both had a, had a stage in the careers where they've they've stepped up to the plate and going to take a risk and someone's going to going to lose. But the beauty of it is it whoever whoever does lose can come again. You know, it's it's kind of like uh, when George Groves fought James Gale early on in the career. I know Joe Joyce is, is a bit older, but he's got plenty of time because the heavyweights. Can can go on and on and on. He lives clean. He he, he trains well. Um, so it's an interesting fight and a great clash of styles because Joe Joyce is just just non-stop. He, the juggernaut, isn't he? Just doesn't stop throwing punches and he's heavy-handed without actually putting much effort into his punches. It's kind of effortless. Um, whereas Dubois is more explosive and and dynamic. So. Initially, I'm thinking Joe's going to take take a few early on because that's when he's at his most vulnerable, if you can call it vulnerable, because he can take a hell of a shot. But I think Joe, uh, Dubois' best chance is early doors to, to try and catch him cold because he's, he's, the, he's the one who's crisp and clean with the accuracy. If it goes past two, three rounds, it's it's... It's starting to go into Joe Joyce territory because he'll just wear a man's arm non-stop. So that's the beauty of the fight. It's it's one of them where you, every time you talk about it, you're like, oh, I changed my mind from last time. So, but I think Joyce might uh, come out on top. Another matter in which you know Daniel Andro are both concerned in was the message from Frank Warren to Eddie Hearn a couple of weeks ago. Firstly, what was your thoughts on that, uh, David? How, what was your thoughts on Frank reaching out to Eddie and? In the manner that he did. Was this about doing something together? Was yeah. it? Yeah. Great for the sport, isn't it? It's just, just um, whether it's whether it's actually doable. I don't know. There's a lot of there's a lot of um, variables, isn't there? Like television contracts and things like that. And but it's it'd be a great step forward. You know, it's 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 probably the only. It's kind of like if you look at it, look at MMA. You know, it's like UFC linking up with Bellator type of thing. Although, although UFC is the premier, the premier MMA company, you know, whereas Frank and Eddie have got similar strengths and and similar the similar size type of thing. So it'd be yeah, it'd be good. Um, it'd be great if they could, if they link up because they both got great fighters and and they put the politics aside. Again, it, it's about the sport. And it may be what's happened with with the pandemic and everything else, where they may they may go. Do you know what? You know we need we need to change things up a little bit now and and, and do what's best for the sport and best for the fighters. And if it means working with someone 
we wouldn't normally work with and we, we just got to do it. On the posters that were made by Frank, we saw Joyce Chisora and Dubois White as two of the potential matchups. Just start off with Joyce Chisora. What would be your thoughts on that one, David? Be a slugfest, wouldn't it? An absolute slugfest. Um, but I think Joyce may be a little bit fresh for Derek. Um, although he's only had how many fights? Eight fights. And Derek's having a, having a, having a great run. There's something about Joel Joyce that I just I just think he's gonna I think he's gonna do really well. Uh, I think he'd be a nightmare to fight for anyone, but that'd be an absolute slugfest. And it, it's 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 when Joel Joyce starts grinding people down is when it is when it turns into a slugfest. But but again, who's right, Zerichoff? Because he he can he can slug it out. He's got a great engine. And he can he can take a shot, so I don't know. I don't know. It's uh, I'd probably edge with Joyce because he, he he's fresher, got less miles on the clock. And then the other fight mentioned in the heavyweight division was Dubois and White. What again? Just what are your thoughts on that, David? Yeah, I think I think Dubois still still got to pick a bit of learning experience up before fighting Dillian. That's why you know Dillian's in the position he's in for a reason. He's 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 beat the best of the best, hasn't he? Um, and Dubois is still up and coming, and it looks sensational. But I think that might be a little bit bit of a step too far, too soon for him. Which which is no shame in saying that because he he's still still early on in his career. But but two years time might be a different story. But um, I think I think Dillian, but not you know it wouldn't be a massive favourite because Dubois has looked that good. Um, but, it, but it, it, the, real, the reality is experience, you can't buy it, and it counts for a lot, you know. So where, where Dillian White's been in that British title fight, even with Anthony Joshua, where, you know, it was, it was a war for seven rounds before he got knocked out, or the 12-round the fight with the Parker, where they were both, both up and down, and the Reavers fight... All, all that would we'll, we'll add up in his favour, and um, I'd have to say it's all Italian on that. David, we'll leave that there, and I will leave you now to enjoy the rest of your day. Before I let all you go, right. any final words, anything you'd like to leave on? Keep watching Boxing Social. It's fast becoming one of my favourite boxing channels. <laughs> Top man, David. It's been a pleasure to catch up with you. Thanks, Andy. Safe, and I'll hopefully see you soon in person. To see do you soon. Thank you for your time. Cheers, mate. 